Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. And I'm your host, as always. Let's dive into this, people. We're going to be talking about corrective action. I thought it was very, very difficult to speak about this, uh, like budget variants and stuff like that. I had one of my accounting students, is, you know, uh, you know, speak about it, like I had mentioned last Monday. Um, but, you know, that was just during a coaching session. I think that would be just too over the head of a lot of people. So I wanted to break it down in a blog post instead before going into business development, which I absolutely will love in terms of teaching you guys different raising finance, corporate finance options and stuff like that. And so what I want to do first, of course, is talk a little bit about corrective action. All right. So what to do with budget variances in general? So some of you are like, okay, what is a budget variance? Well, it's a, it's an accounting term that describes the instances where actual costs are either higher or lower than the standard or projected costs. An unfavorable or negative budget variance is indicative of a budget shortfall, which may occur because revenues miss or costs come in higher than anticipated. So budget shortfalls, that could happen at any given time. Now, I remember my student telling me about this. So what I wanna do and explain to you is how do these happen and what should you do about them? So when is a variance, okay? Uh, nothing to worry about. Okay. And when do you have to actually take action when it's really, really bad? So in general, small variances are just part of business, right? So your, your forecasting and budgeting will never be a hundred percent accurate. But if you have a large variance, this may represent a more significant problem. So here's some questions to ask yourself when you're dealing with a budget variance. Number one, where is the difference? So do changes in one particular operating expense always throw out your budget? Do you see a specific number of increasing uh, every month? This kind of specific variance analysis can help you find a trend and prepare for cost changes before they begin to bite, right? And so it all depends on outgoing costs. It can depend in different sectors, different departments, somewhere where, again, Money and a number continues to rise, like at a considerable, like, like rise, like no other in one specific area. Now, that's what you need to hurry up and do and say, you know what, corrective action. Let me figure out what I can do right now to make sure this doesn't get out of control. So the next question is, why is there a difference? Now, remember that massive variance could actually be a typo or a mistake. So check everything, okay? You got to figure out what the root causes of the variance is. So number one, was there a good or bad decision with the specific budget? Did the market change? Have prices moved? And are customers' needs different? These could all be factors to why there is a variance within a budget. And what you should do about it. Now, first of all, remember that not all variances are bad. If you have a positive variance and revenue is increasing, then there's little you need to do about it. But if the variance is negative, here are some more questions for you to ask. Number one, was your budget over optimistic? Do you need to change it? Number two, do you need to change prices to reflect higher costs? 
All right. So one of the big things that are happening right now uh, to see what is going on uh, out here in Thailand, pork, apparently, you know, in Thailand, they love calling it, oh, Africa, Africa. So apparently there was something called the African swine flu. And I'm like, you know, it's so funny. And I hate to just bring this up, but I'm just saying you guys are in, in Asia in general, so quick to hurry up and like label it African, but they are terrified of calling what had happened with COVID the original strain. Just saying. So let's just call it the swine flu. And instead of calling it the continent of Africa, give it a be- give it a more specific name instead of just always blaming Africa. Now, nonetheless, let's get back to the story at hand. The swine flu, which I highly doubt originated from Africa, was found in a lot of pork and pig farms out here in Thailand. So what ended up happening was pork prices had gone up. And because pork prices had gone up, people had to meet the demand. If they kept selling it at the same price, there's no way that they're going to make ends meet. So they raised prices on, uh, well, within their, uh, within their pork and stuff like that, like within the pork dishes. So what used to be, I don't know, a dollar for a specific plate of, you know, food would go up to about, it go up 200%, 300%. Now, does this meet the budget of the everyday ties who are, you know, I wouldn't say the working class because working class, they can make upwards of quite a bit of money. But I'm talking about everyday people who make that standard wage, just as in America. It's so funny in America, they love saying, oh, the average American makes $3,500 this pure bullshit okay your average america 80 percent of the population population makes 1600 usd ten dollars an hour okay for you to make 3500 you are either a policeman a nurse a teacher etc etc okay you cannot factor in all the rich people all the billionaires so you can average it out and make it look like everything's okay all right it's a bunch of bullshit There are plenty of homeless people living out there in the streets of just about every city in tents on sidewalks. Oh, I went off on a little bit of a tangent. Okay, so let's come back to it. Come back, come back, come back, come back, Arsenio. Come on, come on. Okay, I'm back, I'm back. All right, so here we go. Let's refocus. So for ties, pork, and because this is going to be for an entire year, you know, people have to meet the pricing and pork pricing is much higher because they had to slaughter hundreds, maybe even thousands of pigs. Well, it's going to directly affect restaurants, right? It's going to directly affect pork prices in, you know, your everyday stores. And so next, you know, Taiwan and other countries, they ended up pumping the brakes, meaning they ended up stopping the import of pork from Thailand, probably primarily probably because, you know, a lot of them had this swine flu, Right. And so this is going to remain for the next year. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's not everything. And I asked one of my students, I said, hey, so why is it that pork is very high right now? Is it because it's really because, you know, this or is it much more? He's like, it's way more. It's political. And I'm like, well, that is very, very typical. (laughs) So, again, you got to change your prices to reflect the higher costs. If pork which uh, let's say two kilograms used to be just, I don't know, $10 and it's gone up to $20. You got to change your prices to reflect the higher cost. And then the customer's needs have changed and they're going to go from pork to eating chicken. How can you respond? Well, guess what? A lot of people 
they're going to end up boosting up that price too. And it's so funny. The police, I don't know how they find these places. I guess they don't give enough brown envelopes out here, but they end up saying, oh, we found a factory that was like hoarding all the pigs. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. They didn't pay you. So you put them on blast. Get out of here. I know how it is out here. Okay. Stop bullshitting. Excuse my French. But anyways, that's how a lot of people have responded. Now, if I go into, you know, some of the stores, I'm not really a big, the pork out here is actually very, very delicious as opposed to America. The pork in America, it's very, oh, oh my God, it's so disgusting. Las Vegas, I'm sorry, not America. But anyways, I don't know, man. I used to get so sick anytime I used to eat pork, you know, and I don't know why that thing used to just taste so old and disgusting, my goodness. And so um, pork in the stores, and I'm guessing I used to go to some of the worst stores ever, huh? But anyways, um, so people had to change and now they're apparently selling crocodile meat at a lower price and people are adapting. And I'm like, dude, you guys do what you want. Uh, it really hasn't affected me. I've been eating, you know, the same pork dishes and everything. And I believe they're at the same price too. And if they go up probably, you know, 33 cents, 66 cents or 66 cents or a dollar, it's still the same thing, right? So again, think about it. With your processes, okay, and making them as effective as possible, is that possible or are you wasting money? So when it comes to your business, when it comes to budget variances, when it comes to those little hiccups in your business and whatnot, are you able to adapt or are you wasting money based on that with the shortfalls and the, you know, if there's a shortfall and you didn't hit the budget or you go over budget, how do you adapt? And that's one of the biggest things. A lot of our, you know, the consumerism and a lot of things have changed overall because, you know, obviously things, you know, that they change on a routine basis out here in time, you know, around the world. And over the last two years, there's just been so much turbulence and so much volatility in just about everything. And so it's very, very important to see, okay, well, I'm going a little bit over budget here, okay? Uh, we had this budget, we only did this. It's kind of like, and you guys, uh, you guys are gonna hear this story in about two weeks time, I believe. Um, yeah, I believe it's in two weeks or three weeks time. I can't really remember. I do, I think it's in three weeks time. So you guys are gonna hear this story because uh, a very unfortunate situation uh, had happened uh, at, at the company I'm training at and, you know, but uh, yeah, you guys will hear that story in three weeks. I'll leave it there. Uh, but at the same time, I remember I was talking to the lady. And I said, hold on. So you, you're like, oh, yeah, well, the thing is, our company, you know, it continues to climb, but we're just not meeting the demand. There's so much demand, but the production is still low. And I said, OK, what are you going to do? Well, we already hired these people and this and that. And I'm like, well, the thing is, you know that these people aren't going to wait for too long and they will be more than happy to go to another customer. You do not want that to happen. And that's why in next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about business development. So in saying that, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful Corporate Finance Monday. Stay tuned for more and consider all the questions I asked you in today's podcast. Over and out. <laughs>